Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online, find your tribe and grow a business doing the work you love on your terms. As a blogger, presenter and marketing mentor, I understand the ups and downs that come with putting ourselves out there and running our own show. This podcast is here to take you behind the scenes and share the strategies to help you succeed. So let's get into the show. Just how does one hit their annual revenue goal just a few months into the year? What does it take to achieve this ourselves? And what can we learn from those who've gone before us? Well, today I'm bringing a very special guest onto the show to answer these questions. Kate Robinson, who you'll find on Instagram at Kate Robinson Photo, is one of my students inside my online program, The Modern Marketing Collective, where I teach women how to book more of their ideal clients through Instagram. And you can go to the waitlist at emilyosmond.com forward slash waitlist to be notified when we next open doors. Now, Kate is a wedding photographer with more than 10 years of experience, 150 weddings under her belt, and she's been featured in the likes of Style Me Pretty, Ruffled Blog, and more. And Kate's all about creating the most beautiful, timeless images for modern couples. Now, passionate not only about wedding photography, but also the positive impact in her couple's lives. She sends them different resources to strengthen their relationship for a long lasting marriage. And Kate has successfully relaunched her photography business in three different cities around the world. She's got two cute kids and a husband who is a scientist. Now, by May 2019, Kate had already the achieved her annual bookings goal. And just a note, we recorded this interview a few months after that, um, which was a few months ago now to put our discussion into context. And without further ado, let's bring Kate onto the show to go behind her business. Well, Kate, good morning. It's wonderful to speak with you today. Yeah, same with you, Emily. I'm excited. Fantastic. Well, I thought we could kick it off. It would be great to just hear a little bit of an introduction about you and exactly what it is that you do. Yeah, so my name's Kate Robinson. I'm a wedding photographer from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Um, you can probably tell by my accent, I am a Kiwi. <laughs> um, so, But I haven't lived in New Zealand for like eight years um, and I've also lived in Melbourne for four years and America for two. And I've been in Queensland for two as well. So traveled yeah. around a lot. <laughs> yeah. And changed my business. Well, I had to establish my business three different times. So it's been a journey. And I think that'll be really, really interesting to talk about too. And what's worked and what hasn't worked and all that type of thing. Did you start out when you started your business? Was it a photography business? Yeah, so I actually studied graphic design and uh, I thought I was going to go down that path, but I got a photography job across the road at the other uni actually as like a public relations kind of photographer and that was fine. Like I learned how to technically use a camera, but I actually got a job um, my last year of university doing graphic design. I got a job with a wedding photographer and I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. Like I shot that first wedding and I just got chills like all day. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And yeah, it wasn't so much about the technicalities of photography that I loved. It was more about the people and capturing 
their wedding day and how amazing that day was and I just felt that people get to do this this is amazing so yeah and I just kind of thought like it'd be so nice to not spend 100% of my time chained to a computer screen and yeah it was really nice to get out and photograph but also you know I spend a lot of time on the computer but it's good to mix it up with the photography and I haven't really done graphic design since then and haven't really looked back so so interesting to hear because you hear a lot of people say oh as soon as I picked up a camera I just knew it was for me or I've always been taking photos but for you it sounded like it wasn't so much like you said the technical side of taking photos and having a camera but what was it that you loved so much about the weddings I think because I was newly married myself so I'd kind of planned my own wedding and I was kind of in that headspace I guess because it was like the year after I'd gotten married myself honestly it was just that first wedding that I photographed and I it's just like this light bulb moment and I'd never had that feeling before about anything that I'd done within graphic design and I just thought I can't believe that people actually get to photograph this day and like but people were saying to me like wedding photography you must get so stressed and I still get nervous before every wedding because it's such a huge responsibility but I could just tell and I listened to my gut I think it was the biggest thing because you know I had chills all day and I still get chills at every wedding and I just love it and I just knew that that was you know my body telling me if nothing else that I was meant to do this so that's so good and good on you for actually following it had you started doing the graphic design after you graduated did you work in that field at all yeah a little bit so I had like a part-time job at it was kind of like a printer like copy studio and no I I didn't really love it to be honest like and I could just see the pathway like you know I could have done it easily but I would have just been chained to my computer 24 7 and I just saw wedding photography as a really amazing opportunity to build a business around and I just loved interacting with my couples and yeah just providing them with an amazing photography experience because to be honest my photography experience wasn't the greatest so I just kind of saw a gap in that and saw how I could make it a more positive experience for people and that people could actually have fun taking their photos and that was like my main mission. You followed your gut and you also had experienced it yourself so you knew that there was this kind of need and you knew what wasn't a great experience from your own experience so you kind of could see the challenge there and how you could actually help so Mm. that's so cool. Where were you based then when you started your business? Yeah, so I was in Auckland. I studied in Auckland and that's where I set up my first business. It was pretty successful. I started it in 2009 and in 2011 my husband decided that he wanted to do a PhD at Monash University in Melbourne but my business was going really well and I was kind of reluctant but then jumped in because it's Melbourne so I actually spent because in New Zealand the wedding season's kind of summer and so I spent January or December even to March in New Zealand and so we spent a lot of time away from each other but I also slowly built my business up in Melbourne and then I kind of transferred so it was mainly in Melbourne that I was shooting weddings and then in 2014 my husband was like oh you know um, be great to have an experience working in America and I was all in I was for I was all in for that I was so excited but yeah and we kind of were thinking of maybe having a baby soon so I was thinking okay this will be a good chance for me to um, have a bit of a break and then we went to America for two years and that's where my first 
was born, or Ava was born, but I kind of had a bit of a breakdown <laughs> because I was like, you know, I was getting lots of referrals from my past brides or new for new couples that were getting engaged emailing me and I was sitting in America I can't do these and that was just heartbreaking you know I'd be crying in front of my laptop because there'd be amazing inquiries that would come in and yeah I just know that there would be no way that I couldn't do it yeah and I was pregnant and it all worked out in the end but it was definitely a tough season that's for sure. So I'd love to hear Kate right back when you first started your business what worked because you said it was pretty successful you had fair few clients what did you find you did that help to attract them and maybe did you try anything that just didn't work yeah I think it's very different well some parts are different now because this is 2009 when I started my business so this is like 10 years ago and to be honest the biggest thing for me was Facebook back then and a lot of my clients came through that and you know wedding photography was still seen as pretty daggy and I think I was probably one of the first in Auckland anyway that was sort of mixing it up with like a brighter style a more fun kind of candid style and I think people People just noticed that and I actually did a few um, like wedding expos and they went really amazingly well as well and then it was just referrals from then on I just made sure I treated my couples gave them the best experience that I could and those word of mouth referrals came through pretty easily back then it's definitely changed now and I have set up I've established my business three times the last time you know two years ago when I came here so it has been very different from back in the early days. <laughs> Let's talk about that because you're based in Brizzy now. And yeah. again, you had to reestablish the business. Yes. So you're kind of the queen of just getting it going again in a totally new place. So talk us through how that was. So you've been there, what, did you say two years now? Yeah. So it would be just over two years, two and a half years now. Straight from the US? Yeah, straight from the US. We spent a bit of time in New Zealand, but uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much moved straight from the US. Um, we wanted to be back in Australia and Brisbane was just so much closer to home. So yeah, it was nice. Sunny and warm. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We're loving it here. <laughs> yeah, so I think this time round, uh, six months into living here, I had my second baby. So I was in that newborn... <laughs> haze for a while and something um, I've yet to go through but I can I've seen a few of my friends and I yeah we're we're definitely done with having kids let's just say that (laughs) but we had a boy and a girl so it's perfect but anyway I really wanted to get my business going again and for me this time around it was all about the connections and I honestly would just google wedding stylist Brisbane wedding coordinator wedding planner Brisbane and I honestly just sent out emails to people and said look if you've got any weddings coming up that you would like photographs from your styling or anything you know if you'd like to set up a styled shoot or anything I'm new to the Brisbane market and I'd love to you know share my photography with you or set up a shoot with you and yeah I wasn't afraid to email people and just reach out and some of the connections that I've made and the friendships that I've made through those cold call kind of emails at first have been amazing and they've gone on to um, you know book me weddings and just uh, lots of different work actually so that's been really helpful and also that I wasn't afraid to do free work at first and I know the value of photography and so many people need those images for whatever they're doing and the work that they're creating so I saw the value in that and that people were pretty keen to 
work with me. But yeah, I didn't do many free jobs. That was only just to kind of build my portfolio up here, which I think was really important. Was that for? Yeah, yeah. So florist, stylist. Um, I've made a really good friend, Danielle, who's from White Plus White Weddings, and she's an amazing stylist here in Brisbane. Just through that kind of thing, really, and also other wedding photographers, because a lot of my referrals from Melbourne actually came through other wedding photographers. When they were booked for a wedding, they would refer me, and we kind of had a like a group of about five of us in Melbourne that would kind of refer each other if we were booked, which was really handy for me and yeah so I just started to try and make friendships with people and offered a second shoot be an assistant photographer on wedding days and it kind of got me back in the groove as well because when you're in this sort of newborn haze and you're in a new city and it's like do I even want to do this this is too much effort but actually when I was second shooting that kind of renewed my energy a little bit for what I do and I've made some great friendships from those girls that I've second shot with as well so So I think that's such a good kind of lesson that when you are just starting your business and you weren't even just starting it, but you were starting it in a new place that you actually go out and put yourself out there and reach out to people. And I think it's kind of the quickest way to kind of get your business off the ground in a sense to actually as scary as it might be, or you might feel like you'll get shut down, but to actually put yourself out there and make those connections. Yeah, definitely. And People, some people didn't email me back and I never take that personally, you know, I don't know what they've got going on in their lives and you will get people that, you know, will say, no, it's not for me at this time or whatever. And that's fine. Like I honestly just Googled people and if I loved their work and wanted to work with them and, you know, thought that it'd be a good match, then I just emailed people and I wasn't afraid to do it. And it's really um, worked out really well. And I'd love to hear now how social media came into the mix when it comes to your marketing. How do you use it? I know as well that you've hit your bookings goals for the year already, which is amazing. Congratulations. Um, But talk us through how that kind of comes into play in terms of how you use um, social media, particularly Instagram, when it comes to attracting clients. Well, you actually helped me a lot with this. Honestly, like when I had Tom and I was new to Brisbane, I was kind of a little bit just scattered. Like I didn't know where to focus my efforts. And when I joined the Modern Marketing Collective, I had a chat with Emily and she kind of helped me clarify and just know where to focus my marketing efforts. And now I've got a strategy and like a plan in place and I've got different content categories that I can draw on for Instagram. And I've honestly... It sounds really like cheesy or something, but I have seen a difference overnight from talking to you. I booked a client like from making a few small tweaks in my bio. The biggest thing as well, like I was trying to post every single day and then I talked to you and you sort of said like, okay, just try and make really quality over quantity. And so now I try and do kind of longer format um, captions and post about three times a week and really focus on like, okay, what are my marketing goals and how am I going to achieve those by like the posts that I do? I have to be honest, I have a semi love hate relationship with Instagram, the likes and every all the algorithms. But for me, honestly, I don't do it for heaps of likes. If I'm booking clients and I'm reaching my goals, that's the most important thing for me because 
I don't care about likes really. Like I want to make connections with people, but it's not about that for me. Like I would way rather be booking clients off Instagram and to have like, you know, 10 likes on a photo. It doesn't matter. You know, if I, if it's reaching my goals and that post has worked for me in that way, then I'm happy. So, okay, this isn't a promotion for me, but thank you so much. Absolutely. And I've loved seeing you keep all true. (laughs) But yeah, it's so true that I think a lot of people make the mistake of kind of just pushing out, pushing out content, but there's no real strategy behind it. So I loved how you've turned that around. I've also, something else with you, Kate, is that you have brought yourself a little bit more into your marketing. Could you touch on that around? Was it something that you felt super comfortable doing? Was it a no-brainer? Was it something that felt a bit more you were unsure of? And how do you go about that? Because I love that you've kind of started weaving in a little bit of yourself in your life and some of some different lessons for your audience too. Yeah, and I think that's something that you sort of clarified in my mind as well because I was like, oh, do I share personal content? Like, does anyone really even care? But I think you said to me, look, like, these girls are probably thinking about having kids. The girls that you're trying to reach with your marketing are probably thinking about having children soon. Because I was thinking like, I'm not even going to talk about my kids at all. I'm not going to bring them in. It's unprofessional, I kind of thought. But honestly, those are probably like my um, best performing, I guess, posts when I talk about the kids and I talk about, you know, mum life balance and business life kind of balance and how, you know, actually having the kids has, I think it's made me a better business person better photographer and you know not been afraid or like embarrassed that I've got these kids and I think people have really responded to that and I have been brave and sort of talked about other things as well and I just find you know I don't want to be looking at Instagram and and saying like ah oh, here's Rebecca and Will and it was a great day and it's like so boring (laughs) I mean for me I don't want to read that like I'm sure you know the images some people say you know they speak for themselves or whatever but I just find you're missing an opportunity to connect with other people and yes I'm going to put beautiful wedding images out there but I want to talk about you know the story behind that image or you know that day and a little bit more background a little bit more substance I find I resonate better and connect with those posts way more than like just a, a couple's name and calling it a day so true and I think we kind of forget that we are the consumers on Instagram too and so we mm. on our own account we might fall into the habit of posting things that if we were honest with ourselves we wouldn't actually find that interesting or engage yeah. with ourselves but somehow there's this disconnect between real people and then who we're posting our content for so it's the quickest that you can kind of actually know who you're targeting and what their own kind of values and desires are and challenges are the quicker that you can connect with them actually have that connection to your brand so it isn't just nice photos they actually start feeling connection to you too and once they do that they can actually feel like okay I know Kate I like Kate I trust Kate and they're more inclined to book with you yeah and another thing I just want to say is that I think a lot of people and I myself included have fallen into this trap of like looking at my industry and almost trying to post photos that I think other photographers would like or you know that I'd get lots of likes if I posted this amazing photo but actually 
it's all about getting clear on who you are trying to attract and who is going to pay your bills at the end of the day. And those aren't other photographers. So I've actually unfollowed the majority. Like I still follow my friends, obviously, but I've unfollowed majority of photographers and I don't want to look at them because I don't want to get distracted. And then I think it's almost, it's really easy to do. Like it's like a subconscious thing almost. If you see other photographers posting, then you're like, oh, I've got to do that kind of thing. And then you kind of lose sight of who you're actually talking to. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's any harm. And you can even mute people on Instagram. So you're like, look, I just need to stop this like information coming at me so I can get a clear headspace. You can always do that too. And it's up to you and who you follow as well. So it's in your control. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'd love to actually go into a little bit of detail around how kind of the client booking process works with you what you found from when they first come into contact with you and then the process. And I'm just kind of throwing this one at you. <laughs> yeah. So I'd just love to hear as best you can explain in terms of what it's like when someone first comes across you and then through to them making the inquiry and booking. What's that look like? A lot of the time they will find me on Instagram and send me an email from there, either through my contact form on my website where I ask actually, this is kind of a new thing for me, but I ask for their number. It's not compulsory, their phone number. It's not compulsory, but the majority of people are fine to put it in. And then I make sure I get back to them within probably about 24 hours, sooner if I can. And I say, I'd love to chat to you tonight let me know if there's a time that works best for you or I'll just give you a call tonight and that has been incredible just picking up the phone because I've never done that before I've always emailed people back and forth and I think especially like nowadays when um, people actually get to hear you on the phone there's something really powerful they're like oh wow you're actually a real person you know like you care about me and my wedding and it's so great like we can chat really easily I easily can answer questions from there if they've got anything um, they want to ask me about the booking because so rewind I send them a pdf of like all my pricing in that first email and then I kind of give them a bit of time to look through that and then I give them a call like either that night or the night after just to kind of talk about any questions they may have and talk about their day I can imagine that it's probably a bit unusual for them to actually be like oh hang on we're going to chat on the phone because like you said it's kind of becoming quickly outdated isn't it it's like a fading art (laughs) yeah I know exactly but you know I think you can um hear if you're like vibing with somebody on the phone and you you can actually hear excitement in people's voices and do you know how I kind of came to this realization I was looking for some furniture for a wedding show I was doing back in April I emailed like three different companies for a custom quote And one guy rang me and said, look, we've just got your email and really excited about it. I'm going to quote you at this time. And immediately for me, I was like, I want to go with him. Regardless of what the other guys said in their emails, I'm like, this guy really cares. And that is so important because these couples that I'm booking, they're probably emailing five different photographers. And this has been a really um, huge way for me to stand out. It's so funny. There's different sales personalities. You might remember we spoke about this a little while ago about how there's the DISC personality system. It's super interesting. D is dominant. 
So if you've kind of had that personality, you like to get the facts up front first and then you build a rapport after that. Then there's the I, which is influencer, which is you like to feel like you've got a connection with someone, you've got the rapport. Then there's S, which is steady. And it's more like if you're giving three options and someone says, oh, that's the most popular one, you'll go with that. You like to kind of follow the crowd a little bit and feel safe. And then there's C, which is conscientious. You want to be given all the details and then go away and look at them. Mm. And it's funny, I discovered I'm an I. And so I would totally buy from you. If you got me on the phone and you were (laughs) nice to me and I'm like, oh, she likes me. (laughs) And I'll be like, yeah, take my money. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So that's probably as well, like different people attract different people too. So it sounds like you've kind of attracted the right people first and foremost through your social media and your Instagram. And they're like, I like this lady, get on the phone with them. They're like, this is great. So I think that leads in well to hearing about some of your wins with your business before we go to the not so fun stuff, (laughs) the downsides, but tell us about maybe one of your most exciting wins that you've had. And if yeah. you celebrated it too, because I know we could be guilty of not doing that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So probably the most recent, I sort of touched on a little bit of feeling a bit discouraged when I'd had my second child and I was facing setting up my business for the third time in a different city and I had two young kids. I've only got two days of daycare, which is awesome. It's more than a lot of people have. And I'm so grateful for those two days, but I didn't know where to even begin, honestly. And yeah, feeling a bit disheartened about the whole thing. But I set myself at the beginning of this year in January, I set myself a goal of 10 weddings for this year. I thought if I can get 10 weddings, that would be incredible. And I hadn't, I, I think I'd booked like one in December and I think let's make a plan and I um, yeah put in a few things in place and then I think in I don't know when it was actually um, maybe like April I booked 10 weddings and I couldn't believe it I thought it would honestly take me the whole year and I was just so stoked so with every wedding that I book I always do a little happy dance <laughs> so I honestly I just like I don't even have music I'm just like yes So I still do that for sure. But no, I think it's so important to celebrate. And it was just so encouraging for me to book those 10 weddings so early on in the year. My husband and I definitely popped some champagne and celebrated that way. But I think it's so easy to just, you know, when business starts getting going and because now I'm booking pretty steadily and it's really encouraging still. But I think it's so important to celebrate every single little booking and win that you get in your business because when you kind of get going and things are moving it's just kind of like okay get it done get it done here's another one in the door so I talked to my friend the other day and she said she had champagne always in the fridge like just chilling for like that because the inevitable moment where they need to pop it and you know it's just there ready and waiting which I thought was really a fun thing to do. Now, on the flip side, we've kind of touched on some of those tougher moments when you're like in a new place, especially in America, when you were there and you were getting those referrals and there was literally nothing you could really do. How did you get through those times? Was it kind of a mindset thing you had to snap yourself into or what was it that kind of pulled you through the not so fun times of running a business? Or maybe there were other phases that were actually kind of the, the more down points that you had. Yeah, I think definitely my husband has helped. He's my biggest cheerleader. He's just amazing. Like he has pulled me out of the depths of like (laughs) despair and like, oh, I can't do this. And he's a bit like, you know, just get up and do it. Like, just come on. He doesn't 
kind of beat around the bush. He's just like, you can do this. Like, stop complaining. <laughs> He's a little bit hard ass, but I think it's good. And it's definitely helped me to just um, get over myself sometimes and stop wallowing. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think also it's a bit weird. And I talked about this on my Instagram. Yeah, I put on a little bit of weight with my kids and I was feeling a bit down about that and like a little bit self-conscious and like, oh, I don't know, you know, I was photographing this second shooting for other photographers and feeling exhausted by the end of it and like, oh, I'm so unfit and it's just, it was just kind of getting my confidence down. So actually the biggest thing as well for me, apart from Sam, has been getting fit and healthy and losing weight. I've talked about this on my Instagram and sort of talked about the journey, but it's really amplified my confidence, just getting fit and healthy again. And now I shoot weddings and I feel amazing afterwards and I don't feel like the next day. I honestly, people call them like wedding hangovers or something. And I used to have them so severely and I'd be like, oh, I need like three days to recover because it's really physical shooting weddings. But now I'm fit and I honestly, I do not feel anything the next day and I feel energized and healthy. And it's just about for me being putting in those routines and um, getting up at 5am and going to the gym. And I actually love it now. I love it. And it's like some time for me in the mornings. Last two questions I wanted to ask you, I'd love to hear what you're working on now in your business. A few months ago now, I asked um, some of my past clients to do some video testimonials. That's the word I'm looking for. So kindly, probably about four or five of them did record videos. And so I'm still kind of putting those together and editing them a little bit for Instagram. And I've popped up a few on my website. And I've also run Facebook ads and Instagram ads to them as well. And so I've got a newsletter and I'm working on that, my sort of email marketing side, because I think it's so important, you know, with social media, you don't own the platform. It could disappear. The algorithm could go crazy. So I'm really trying to focus a lot of my efforts on my email list. And I think I've got like 400 people now, so it's pretty good. And I'm just trying to provide as much value as I can there. And yeah, I'm running those Facebook ads to building some like ebook kind of guides for brides so I've done I think people call them lead magnets you know and that's been really really good and people have responded really well to that so yeah so when they click on those it goes to my email list and then I can further like nurture them to hopefully become clients and I've seen a really great return I guess from that the first kind of week I set up my Facebook ads I only did like five dollars a day for about two weeks but I booked three weddings within that first week of doing it so I have to talk about do you know Steph Taylor she does social ed podcast. Yeah, so she's got an amazing course called Facebook Ads That Flourish. And I bought that course because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with Facebook ads. I don't want to um, sink a lot of money into it and then for it just to flop. So I went through her course and that was amazing because she went through absolutely everything you have to do to set up Facebook and Instagram um, ads. So I need to set up a few more because um, it really has been working well. And finally, I'd love to hear, Kate, what you would tell your pre-business self. Looking back now at all the experience you have, all the different things you've been through, is there one thing that you would kind of love to have known at the start? I would tell my pre-business self or my early business self to stop comparing because I fell into that comparison trap 
so often I'd see my peers my other photography friends and what they were doing and I'd just get down on myself like oh why didn't I book that wedding or why doesn't my work look as amazing as that and there's a big trend of like wedding photos being all dark and moody and you know and I was like oh maybe I should change my style I start getting disillusioned but I'm like I'm not a dark and moody person I can't do it I just can't and um, I think we can hear that in your voice (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it would just to be stay in your own lane and focus on what you're doing focus on your clients they're the most important thing at the end of the day and get inspired by other industries as well and yeah unfollow all wedding photographers on if they're making you feel less than like I still follow my friends obviously but yeah just get inspired by other industries as well Fantastic. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your lessons that you've learned along the way. Where can we go to find out more about you? So I'm just Kate Robinson photo on Instagram or my website's katerobinsonphotography.com. Fantastic. Well, have a wonderful day and thanks again for joining me, Kate. Thanks so much, Emily. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.